Early in the morning of October 31st, 2015, a fire ravaged a flat block in the posh but internetless part of Peterborough. Only this laptop and this podcast remained. None of its participants have been seen since. Welcome to the fifth episode of Critical Twits. We've been trapped in a room by a tiny puppet on a bicycle and have to stay here, according to the tapes that we found, until we've attracted 500 new Twitter followers or we die. We're going to be here forever. Can I just say, who still uses VHS? That's a really good point. It took us about 30 minutes just to find a videotape player. Yeah, we could have. We could probably be out by now. My TV doesn't even have an AV lead. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Whoever's trapped us in here is genius because we've spent more time trying to get this old device to work than trying to figure out how to escape. He's he's sussed us out. Yes. So if you would like us to escape, um, please. Uh, find us on Twitter, follow us, uh, tell your friends, uh, make some spam accounts and do the same, because otherwise we're going to have to eat Colin again. <laughs> but I've only just grown that leg back. <laughs> well, let's hope it tastes better than the last one did. <laughs> In the spirit of Halloween, we're here to talk to you about horror games, be they video games, board games, or tabletop role-playing games. First of all, though, to get us in the mood, Colin... What's the most scared you've ever been by a game? Scared in a game? Oh, well, this is embarrassing. It's also slow. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> well, I'm about to lose a load of... I'm about to lose the respect of a lot of people that I, I like. I thought you were going to say street cred. <laughs> street cred. No one with street cred says street cred. No, I'm also about to lose the last of my street cred. <laughs> it happened to be during Dead Space... Okay. I am, and do not use, everyone out there, do not use this as an excuse to hunt me down, um, but I am terrified of people running full sprint at me before I have time to react. Yeah, fair enough. And when the In Dead Space, and I'm going to spoil it here, so be warned. It's seven years old. That's, I didn't say it was very good we've said on pretty much every episode so far, it's old, it's going to get spoiled, get over it. That's true. Uh, but yes, not catchphrase. when the military Catch ship, it. when the military ship crashes into yours and you get the military googly-eyed monsters, um, they run full sprint at you and it terrified me. I, I did actually drop my controller. Excellent. <laughs> did it help? Did you manage to drop it on a fire button and shoot them inexplicably or... No, I died and had <laughs> I, I pretty much did just wet myself. You were so scared you died? <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so anyone, um, we're planning, hopefully, we're going to go along to Dragon Meat in December, first weekend of December? I think so. We went last year, had a had a whale of a time. There's my street cred gone. Uh, we had a great time, um, <laughs> and we're hoping to meet some of you people out there, have a chat with you. Um, please... Um, £10 to anyone who dresses up like a monster from Dead Space and runs full pelt at Colin. <laughs> I knew I was going to regret that. <laughs> That's money in the bank. <laughs> Aaron, most scared you've ever been by a game? Well, mine's a bit more conventional. Uh, mine's embarrassing. That's yeah, what mine is. Mine kind of was as well, to be honest. Playing Amnesia, Dark Scent. Uh, what, what's that about? I've forgotten. Oh, 
<laughs> Sorry, that was oh. terrible. Um, Don't let me speak. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> Sorry. If anybody Who wants to come to dragon meat and beat Brian over the head till we actually get some Asia, <laughs> I'll forget to pay you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real medical condition, guys. Stop laughing about it. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, yeah, so I was playing Amnesia, um, and I was in, it's not really the sewer section, but it's a flooded bit, uh, where there's an invisible monster that kind of chases after you and stomps through the water, you can just sort of make traces of, if there's wet patches around. Um, and I just managed to escape, and I can hear it stomping behind me, and I'm, I'm panicking slightly, because I need to get away somewhere, and I know it's following me and everything else. And that precise moment in time, just as I heard it getting on top of me, and I thought I was just about to get away, my cat decided to jump on me, made me scream like a little girl because I was playing with headphones in a dark room. I woke my wife who was sleeping upstairs who came down panicked thinking I'd died. <laughs> You've never told me that story before. No. That's, that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, so um, it's not a, uh, the most scared I've ever been. It's not been in a game the kind that we usually cover uh, not last Halloween but the Halloween before I think it was we went to Thorpe Park and undertook their Blair Witch experience where um, the park is closed at night we're staying in the hotel got some food um, and then at midnight they march you out um, walk you round because do you know Thorpe Park? it's built on an island yeah yeah um, and then on one side is London, and on the other side is some like trees and that. <laughs> so they marched us round in a circle in the trees, telling us ghost stories and such like. Uh, we have flashlights and uh, woolly jumpers and all sorts of things. Um, and then they t- take you in through sort of the back entrance to the park, um, try and scare you, and they've got sort of people banging things and oh, someone doid on this ride, um, and they do that sort of thing. Um, having been on some of the ones at Fort Park that would surprise me actually the ghost of a worker that was crushed under the log flume <laughs> genuinely one of the things really that they told us yeah um, then we were in a we got put into tents so like, like the Blair Witch we'd like yes go to sleep we'll wake up at three o'clock in the morning and we'll try to contact the ghost of the dead guy and uh, they banged on the thing we weren't allowed out of the tents and, and you know we were sort of playing along and I mean I'm quite twitchy and I love horror mazes like live action horror mazes and things like that yeah yeah I love them I think they're no. brilliant Colin's not allowed in them no <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm banned tell the listeners what happened Colin <laughs> and this is probably a good reason not to come up and try and frighten me during Dragon Um <laughs> The Saw Maze at Fort Park, I believe it was. Yes, well. yeah. Thought, thought um, I thought it was going to be a maze, <laughs> an actual maze, and that during this maze, you know, you get to dead end and you'd get plastic shotguns firing at you, or maybe there'd be a zombie chasing you through, or a tiny man on a bicycle. <laughs> Which doesn't <laughs> sound sinister when you say it like that. No, but <laughs> actually sounds quite comical, a tiny man on I've a bicycle. No, I've on just a noticed bicycle. that the one in the corner's got stabilisers. I'm nowhere near the scanner. But what it actually was is you, you go with your party of followers, um, stand in a conga line, holding one another so that you don't lash out with the actors, and then they guide you through this, this series of rooms where they jump scare you, which... If I'd known that was what it was going to be, I wouldn't have partaken in the event because when someone grabbed my shoulder and attempted to scream in my face, I accident well, I, I grabbed the guy's wrist and twisted <laughs> and, until he stopped screaming. Um, 
luckily Fort Park were very nice about it and I did apologize and, and did say I shouldn't have come in here and, and I'm not banned from Fort Park just just maze it's not recommending anything you managed to cause a man an anti-scream so he's in the process of screaming at you and you caused him so much pain he sucked the scream back into himself that's impressive he had a slightly yeah. different scream more of a get the hell off me inaudible to the human ear type yes yeah. twist him up like a pretzel and he had no air left inside him <laughs> Because, you know, you might be some kind of master pretzel Korean demigod. It's <laughs> <laughs> like the, the plot of a very, very odd horror film. So, you know, that was quite fun. We were, we, we got the tents, the tents bang, banged on. There were people throwing things about and hiding in the trees and shaking things about. Um, and then they chase you through the park. And there's one bit where you run into a shed and it's pitch black. And, um, someone shit. actually was dressed completely in black and was just waiting till everyone got in and then just started poking people and causing all sorts of mayhem. Uh, they chased all the way back to the hotel. I was a bit scared because um, I get really into these things. Um, and yeah, had a great time. Um, had a shower. A bit sweaty. Back at three in the morning. Uh, been running around uh, yeah. without a warm up. So, you know, bad. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah. Gym etiquette? Yeah. Exercise etiquette? No. No, I have an exercise Yeah, I was very lucky that I didn't, you know, tweak my hamstrings. I probably would have passed out and um, died, to be honest. By the, yeah. uh, the people in the quite good theatrical makeup. Yeah. All fine. So, get into bed. Now, the hotel at Thought Park at the time was made out of shipping crates. <laughs> so, uh, a bit like... Um, taking part in Mutant Year Zero you sleep in a very <laughs> tiny crate got a bed on one side TV above it um, built in shower and it's very very tight um, and then was woken up about an hour later by screaming and then some person I nearly said something much ruder <laughs> kicked the door in and jumped on the bed and <laughs> screamed in my face <laughs> So I'd only just woken up, and it was still part of the experience. It was one of the actors that had been chasing us through the, the um, okay. through the through the the park. I would have been bad. Oh my yeah. god! I I mean I I literally I screamed. I I've never screamed um, in fear like that in my life ever. Never have have since. I was so scared. I threw myself away, uh, and then they just kind of growled at me and then stormed off. And my girlfriend absolutely wet herself laughing at me. Um, yeah, I've never really lifted it down. <laughs> uh, I, I probably would have. Oh, you know, I, I'm actually a bit, a bit frightened talking about it now. It's it's, it's still quite a strong, I, yeah. scary memory. I went to a real seance once out in. <gasps> um, wow. What's the. I've, I've completely forgotten the name of it now. We've got a set of woods near here. Southy Woods? With, no, to do with hanging. Northy Woods. Old oh, fucking. Old. Oh, yeah. Sweeney Woods. <laughs> Sweeney Woods. It's the Castor Hanglands. Yeah, there they go. Woods with hanging in Castor Hanglands. Yeah, so okay. yeah, went to the Castor Hanglands to try and contact some of the dead people who supposedly hung themselves there. Castor Hanglands sounds like a bad guy in a HP Lovecraft story. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I just thought I'd mention that. Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. Um, the curse of Castor Hanglands. That would Brian Ennis, my story. <laughs> what would have made it far more interesting than it actually was, because real seances are really dull. I went yeah. with a friend. Yeah. Who thought it would be, you know, vaguely scary because it was on Halloween. Was How old were you? Uh, this is only about four years ago. Okay. Um, so, 47. <laughs> Add a zero on that. Um, <laughs> he is eternal. <laughs> he is darkness. 
all hail Baphomet. But terrified of seances. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it's not a seance. They had two of them because, you know, they needed to double the power for... I don't know. They gave us some bullshit reason I never really understood. All I know is... is Going to light batteries, perhaps? Could be. Could be. That might be why they turned us off, told us all to turn the flashlights off in case ah. you know, so they can try to steal the battery, battery power from them. Ah. Yep. You know, um, and I've got fairly decent night vision because I spend most of my time in the dark because I'm a geek. Um, and I noticed that the lady in the group had kind of walked around to the back um, to investigate things. And she proceeded to prod me in the back. I said, oh, oh, can people feel this? I think the poltergeist, I think there might be a poltergeist here. And I turned around to her and went, no, she prodded people in the back. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) And everything was a little bit off after that. They called me up at the, um, we were supposed to put our hands on a cup for the, like, the Ouija board stuff things. Like, can anybody feel the emotion? I'm trying to channel the ghost's emotions into you. What can, what can you feel? Tell us what you feel. And I went, cold. Bored. <laughs> oh, and everybody got fizzled out and left after that. And uh, this this method of Aaron really committing to the make believe of the moment is why he's such a great role play partner. <laughs> Not partner. No, role play partner is different, isn't it? Um, role play. And it might resort to that if we're trapped in here for long enough, though, Brian. I'm afraid. It's good. Is that before or after you eat me? After, because it makes. I'd need the energy back. I would say okay that's fine I prefer an audience and I don't think that really counts as much of an audience I genuinely don't like the term this podcast (laughs) and feel slightly frightened Um, I'm hoping this is just a cunning conceit to inject horror into the situation Aaron (laughs) stop licking your lips Um, yes so that's the most scared um, I ever was by a game was someone kicking my door in at four o'clock in the morning probably should have read the terms and conditions I think that Wind. What if I'd been yeah, on the yeah. toilet? You'd have been in the right place. Yeah, that's well, true. <laughs> I didn't soil the bed. Worked right Your enough. girlfriend definitely wouldn't have let that Shortly down. after that, that she took up martial arts. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I, I disappointed her to the point where she realised she needed to look after herself. Even though so, she just realised that she could just beat you up. In a roundabout yeah. way, I've been inspiring feminist action. <laughs> so, horror... Horror gaming. Um, we're going to talk about board games. We're going to talk about role play games. We're going to talk about video games. Which do you think is the best medium for horror? I'll tell you what isn't. Mm. Let's narrow it down. Board games. Yes. Yeah. Have you ever been frightened by a board game? No. No. There's. I've. 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 I've very rarely felt. Tense in the sense of horror, tense. It's tense playing a game, but not like in the same way a horror makes you feel tense. That makes yeah, you can feel tense in the same way that oh, I could win this, or oh, I'm about to lose this. Yeah, but that's not horror. That's just yeah, it's it's like that. The most scared I've been playing a a board game is when I thought your friend was going to hit me at Christmas when we were playing (laughs) Resistance. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but yeah, there's no. Board game really inspires that kind of it's, I will kill you attitude from other players yeah, it's or the game itself. To be scared when you're holding cards or rolling dice or you've got your friends sitting opposite you with a can of energy drink laughing at a joke. I thought of a game that has scared me. Admittedly, I was a child. Pop up pirate. Get that game was scary as shit. <laughs> you never knew when the fuck I was going to jump out of you. And it hit you in the face. So there was actual visceral action to it. And that used to scare me as a child. 
But I, I didn't like Jack in the Boxes either for the same reason. <laughs> there you go. It's a board game that scares you, but it's rubbish. So it doesn't count. There you go, kids. If you want to get scared nowadays with board games, go buy Pop-Up Pirate. Just, just paint a scary face on it and it's sorted. Done. So, welcome to our Pop-Up Pirate special, <laughs> uh, where we're going to talk about the history of Pop-Up Pirate and the cultural significance of Pop-Up Pirate, and what it's really about underneath its external trappings. Are it's pirates themes. universal? Do you think other countries have Pop-Up Pirate, or do you think they have Pop-Up other things? Probably not landlocked countries. <laughs> Was it a bit like when we were in Tesco's and we saw the, the Frankenstein surgery game? So they got yes. like pop up pirate, but it becomes pop up ballerina or pop up <laughs> yeah. something else, pop up fireman or something weird. Pop up government inspector. <laughs> yeah, you've been caught. Now that sounds terrifying. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And got if this is the government jail. listening, you don't need to send an inspector. It's fine. <laughs> yes. Um, so let, let's. Um, we, we don't think it's board games. What about role playing games? Have any of you been scared playing a role play game? Colin just winced. Uh, yes, yes, I Because you are sitting around a table with some dice and bits of paper, yeah. drinking energy drinks opposite your friends, but it's a much more immersive situation. It is. Yeah, it is. You're in character. You're you're in the zone, if you like. Deep method role playing. Yes. Yeah. Well, your mindset's trying to mimic what a person would be feeling at that particular yeah. point in time. You're, you're so, playing yeah. somebody else in a situation which is quite horrific. Mm. And it, what, after after yeah. your revelations when we discussed Mutiny Zero, I'm seeing you, Colin, as being the Daniel Day Lewis of uh, tabletop <laughs> role playing. I mean, you, you, you smoke now, like No How Did, you've got the Cockney accent. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if you realise that, but it's all just apples and pears and cool blimey governor when, when yes. I listen back to you. Well, he, he, he has been talking about fixing a lot of things around the house since he started playing Mutant, which is what his character does a lot. Yes, I yeah, I have actually been fixing things. Although I'm the only one of us that's lived in a shipping crate. <laughs> Good point. I feel led down. Yeah, I will be back in a few years. So, what scared you in role-playing games? Should we talk about the game first? We could go into talking. Are we yeah. going to talk about Call of Cthulhu then? Yes. Which is on yeah. our list of That's things we talk about. And then go into the story. Yes. Yeah. So um, for those that aren't familiar with uh, Call of Cthulhu, it's a tabletop role-playing game um, originally designed to help you uh, role-play scenarios, adventures um, in the style of the mythos of H.P. Lovecraft. Yes. So horror yeah. uh, featuring... Uh, quite a lot of investigation, uh, very brutal action, yes. um, and the slow descent into madness, um, as the more that your character knows, the more susceptible they become to the forces of what's really going on in the world, Yeah, um, which is my favourite thing about Call of Cthulhu. Um, you have a statistic called Mythos. Or mythos knowledge? Mythos. I think it's just mythos. Oh, it's, mythos. it's Cthulhu mythos, isn't it? Yes, Cthulhu mythos. mythos. Sorry. Um, so Cthulhu mythos starts at zero and goes up to 100. Um, however, your maximum sanity, so you roll against sanity using the percentile dice. So if you've got 90 sanity, then you've got a 90% chance of passing. Uh, every time you meet something really horrible, it can affect your sanity. If you fail the roll, it can affect it more. Um, and the more 
your your maximum sanity is 100 minus your Cthulhu Mythos. So if you've got 90 Cthulhu Mythos, so you know nine-tenths of the truth about the world, uh, you're also, every time you see something scary, you go wibbly and all over in the corner <laughs> laughing. Yeah, you understand just how scary it really is yes. as a character. Yeah, that's um, nice. Well, it's no. not nice of a character, but it's nice as a mechanic. Oh, it's very nice. So you've got most role-play games, you start weak, you start as a level one character, and then you get stronger and stronger as you go along. In um, Call of Cthulhu, it's the opposite way around. Probably when you start, yes, you can get XP and increase some of your skills, but mentally you're probably the strongest your character will ever be. Yeah. Um, mm. And then you degrade slowly over time. Or, if you're Colin... Uh, you collapse like a flan in a cupboard. Um, <laughs> really did. To steal a phrase. Yeah, poor Jeffrey. Didn't I start partway through your cool food campaign and you'd gone mad in the back of a car? Oh, I'd already gone almost completely insane yeah. by that point. I was, uh, yeah, it was, it was. Yeah, so we recently played a modern day. Call of Cthulhu campaign set in our local town, where, yeah. where we all live. Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. In an area where I used to live. Yeah. In an area I have to drive through on the way home. Yeah. <laughs> really? I did at that time, yeah. Yeah? Did it did it creep you out afterwards? Yes. Excellent. Yes. Then my work here is done. This one. Our other roleplay companion didn't like it much either. No, I well I set I set part of it. There's a, a sort of very creepy um, shopping centre, like those kind of local shopping centres where you've got a couple rows of shops sort of surrounded by houses. Yeah. Um, and I, I set some of the shenanigans and the occult goings on in that place. And then six months later, he moved in around the corner and it was his <laughs> local shops. Uh, so uh, sorry, James, uh, for ruining that for you. Um, he couldn't be with us tonight or any other night. <laughs> That, that man on the bicycle's nodding slowly at that. That worries me more this should. On. Is this his revenge? <laughs> You're saying the man on the bicycle is James? The man on the bicycle's made of wood. Oh, 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 and oh. he's also a lot smaller than James is. Then why has he been beaten? <laughs> That's really close, but very small. Good times, good times. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so so tell me, what what scared you in that in that campaign then? Well, I played a character called Jeffrey. Jeffrey Talbot was it? Jeffrey Talbot. Jeffrey yes. Talbot, um, who was an emotionally disturbed person before I even began the campaign because I I've never learned in any sort of games of this where don't start with a character who has some problems because those problems <laughs> will escalate quickly and rapidly um as a result I think I started with 47 on my maximum sanity uh, the lowest in the entire party and was already a little bit wibbly wobbly <laughs> part of my backstory um this isn't required when making characters in Call of Cthulhu, but we all got together and we did a brainstorming for our characters that kind of um, our lives. Yeah, I mean, I heartily recommend that. If you're pl planning on playing something that's going to run fairly long term for more than six or seven sessions, say, then actually getting together, discussing characters, discussing how they fit together and what they bring to the group um, 
I think it's a great idea. Yeah, and we yeah. talked about oh, the mutant as well, where it kind of makes you do a bit of that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so we made you made your your character. So I made my character, and part of my backstory is I decided that my father had died, and I had witnessed said event. Now, according to the the police and and the investigation, it was a um, sleepwalking suicide. I suppose uh, an accident caused by a sleepwalking. That's the one. Sleepwalking suicide. <laughs> uh, yes, it was a, a, an accident due to sleepwalking. Um, but I had witnessed, being a five-year-old child, that actually what I saw was a, a turn-of-the-century Romanite gypsy, all dressed in black, holding a bloody red rose, leading my father out into the middle of the road to then be hit by a car. Before turning back, looking at me, and muttering something that I, I couldn't understand. Mm. Um, as I got older, um, digging into the family history, it turned out that all the males in the family had died from accidents and mysterious circumstances over the years, and that there was some kind of possible curse. Okay. Obviously, my mum and, and I had a sister as well thought this was all a complete load of rubbish, um, but my character was already paranoid before we already began. Um, at the end of the first session, we were driving back to home. Um, we had inherited a, a mansion, sorry. Uh, we'd inherited a mansion and in mysterious circumstances yeah, it was all fairly <laughs> normal and there were some slightly odd things with it a couple of locked doors you know it's kind of starting the horror you, you start it slowly you don't just go boo straight out of the closet yeah um so it was all fine until we were driving home for the night um i was driving the car and then as we pulled up to the house right there at the gates was the roman eye gypsy woman just staring at me and that might not sound scary but I was in character enough that I did shit a brick <laughs> um, and we uh, it was the first thing we used to help build Aaron's bunker yes <laughs> <laughs> buried deep within the foundations <laughs> uh, that, that woman then continued to plague my character for mm. the rest of the adventure right until Jeffrey's end Jeffrey's bloody, gory, sad glass ashtray carrying. Yes, yes, um, <laughs> yes. Uh, that that was kind of the moment that started your inevitable descent into madness. Yeah. About a month and a half before everyone else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so so well done for those of those interested. Um, I uh, if not, just skip forward about five minutes. Um, <laughs> my character had com- completely gone insane and decided that. I can't actually remember why, but we were going into a dream world, and my character decided that he was going to inject himself with some of the evil liquid we had discovered. So I went and bought some from a street dealer, <laughs> using a dirty needle to inject it into myself. Essentially, I was injecting myself with heroin. That's that's what I was doing. It it, it was bad. Um, we all ended poor, up. Poor Jeffrey. Poor, life, poor Jeffrey. Life. He lost his job. Yeah, um, Jeffrey... he's being investigated by the Department for Health because he was using that said liquid on students. Uh, oh, student. I forgot about that. I got the kids to. <laughs> the kids became infected because they were experimenting on it. I remember. Yeah. Remember the. I sitting I, the opposite I end got of the table, we'd be discussed that. Yeah. Um, I was being investigated by the school. I was being investigated by the police. 
it, it, yeah. it went bad. And my character snapped and decided he was going to use this liquid and find out what was going on. That's quite a convoluted plot. Yes. Um, which, this which might not make bear any much, sense. Uh, bear much explanation. Um, but in the end, my character decided that the only way to save the world was to kill... Kill? Just to kill. <laughs> kill! Was to, uh, the only way to save the world was to kill um, James, his character. Sorry, James. That thing just turned and looked at you yeah. when you said his name. Uh. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> um... He was a, a, a writer, and it turned out that everything he was writing was going to come true, and he was going to cause the end of the world. So I decided that the only way to spare the world was to kill him. So picking up a heavy glass ashtray... In the dream world. In the dream world. Yes. I battered my way through the dream people <laughs> um, in a bloody spectacular fashion, as you can imagine, <laughs> before attempting to run down the stairs to catch up to... James's character. Mm. I then had to make a test to see whether or not I could get down the stairs because I was doing it in a hurry, and this had to. It was so you were trying to attack him. I was trying to attack him. Yeah. Um, I spectacularly failed. Yes, <laughs> I think I rolled a one out of a possible hundred. It was you rolled you rolled double zero, which is a hundred percent because you need to roll equal to or under the target number in yep. Cthulhu, and so, you rolled a hundred, uh, which yeah. is a critical failure. Yes, and just as it sounded, I went tumbling down the stairs, resulting in a broken neck. Yes. And that was the end of Jeffrey. Yeah. And so James's character decided back to you the entire time, just basically your <laughs> character's corpse plumped next yeah, to Yeah, he yeah. had absolutely oh. no idea until my body just kind of rolled and his feet. past it. Yeah. <laughs> Like that bit in Saints Row where you try and uh, claim insurance, <laughs> yeah. uh, and you had to get really badly battered and it would bounce around. Yeah, <laughs> they do that in Skate as well. Yes. where you had a mode where yeah, you could thrash a mode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Is that yeah. Thrash Escape and Destroy. No, that was a separate game. Right? That's a separate game. Oh yeah. God. <sighs> the nineties, Colin. It was a yeah. long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> Early two thousands. Yes. Yeah. So genuinely, you were scared by the uh, the repeating woman who was haunting your family. Oh, I was really ups- uh, uh, unsettled by the entire experience, and I genuinely believed that killing James's character was the right thing to do. And in in real life, as well as in the game, <laughs> yeah, Because yeah. um, for those who've role played before, um, or, or those thinking about role playing, interparty conflicts. This should be avoided as, 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 as discussed. As discussed um, when you were the catalyst for the interparty yeah, conflicts, but then yeah, there's, yeah, there's a trend point. here. Um, but well, you, you did have. I assume you had the feeling you were approaching the end game at that point. I had. Yeah, it did feel. Yeah, like um, um, and that, well. and yes, I really did think it was the right thing to do. And I don't think mm. anything, even if it hadn't been the end kind of game, it, it was the right thing to do. Yeah, as, far as I was concerned. So you you got got into the feel of it, got into the mood yes, of it. And, yes, yes, uh, yeah. Uh, Call of Cthulhu, very much fun to play. It's very brutal. Combat is extremely brutal, even more than I'd say mutant. Yeah, the most important mm. skill that you have is your investigation skill. Yes, um, yes. because hopefully those, those familiar with Lovecraft fiction, and if you're not familiar with Lovecraft fiction, sort your life out and go and read some because it's very very good. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, but. In that, yes, a lot of these characters are sort of academics, they're pick, unpicking puzzles, they're trying to find out about things that man was not supposed to know about. Yes. Um, if you 
end up kicking the door in and trying to shoot stuff, you'll just just die horribly quite often. It's things that are beyond this realm that you can't deal with. It's one of those surprisingly Um, realistic combat systems or something that is hopefully massively fantastical. Yeah. Um, So when you you were saying um, before last week? Yeah, when we talked about Conspiracy uh, we X. We talked about Conspiracy X and then uh, D20 Modern. Oh, yes. I mean, you shoot shoot someone with a gun in Call of Cthulhu, they're probably going to die from it. Um, I killed the most people, I re- as I recall. In the game? When you in, in the game, yes. Um, was it, just the, it wasn't just the approach to the to James, because no, he murdered a lot of people. No, but there was a clustered crowd who were looking for James to be anointed as their king. Yes. Um, <laughs> hence why you thought that he needed uh, needed killing. And they were so transfixed by what was going on that I, he I, just murdered them yeah. all. But they before... didn't even fight back, Colin, you bad, bad, <laughs> bad Jeffrey. Um, but before that, we took down a drug lord and mm. his bodyguards, and I killed them all yes. as I recall I, I killed six people that day and blew all their brains out yeah and, and I was quite willing as DM for you to to try that because again yeah. consequences in role play games you need to let the players try things and then go with what happens but yeah, yeah you were, you were your, your character wasn't even good at shooting no it, you just I, were very spectacular you with, managed with dice to, rolls yeah managed and then, to find a gun and murdered everyone but it, um, yeah but it can completely destroyed my sanity but yes yeah. I picked up a gun I fired a bullet that bullet hit a person that person fell over and was dead yeah and but they could have done exactly the same back to us yes yeah. luckily I rolled some really good dice and that, well I say luckily it was a Call of Cthulhu game so there is no happy ending um, but <laughs> yeah. I rolled some good dice otherwise we probably would have all died mm. Aaron, do you, what are your experiences of Call of Cthulhu? Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed it as a system because it was more role play than it was combat, which, again, I've enjoyed more. So you need a decent storyteller, I find, mm. I've found, for, for it to work. So the fact that you write disgusting horror stories has helped greatly yes. for it. Oh, thank you. Um, Just I, that. I will never look at glowing blue mushrooms the same again. Ever did first after having pulled out somebody's eye. Oh yeah, it got a bit grotesque at yeah. various points. I was, I was, I was somebody yes yeah. pulls one of the strands out my fingernails as well. Yes, one of the blue yeah. strands. Um, because I, I this pulled... isn't going to make any sense to anybody. Um, the the liquid was turning into some kind of strange blue fungal growth that was yeah. filling people up in, in a strandy. Yeah, um, and I'd gone honeycombing kind of fashion. Visit my brother in hospital, who was one of the other players who dropped out for various reasons um, I don't really know why but um, can I incorporate into the plot and carry on playing <laughs> yes. yeah so yeah I was praised probably would come to investigate a check on him he was in a mental hospital in an actual hospital bed because he was so seriously <laughs> sick and he was calling them screaming to get something out of his eye this blue thing and I had to pull out and then Brian described it in great detail as I did. yes it pulled the strand from his eye and the game is as horrific as, as Mutant that we... Yeah. Well, it's, it's as it's horrific... Maybe it's just me. <laughs> maybe it's, it's my it's fault. as horrific as the, the storyteller Let's allows it to be, yeah. but it yeah. gives you the tools to do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I felt so disgusted as you were describing that bit that my characters, like, okay, I'm entering my brother, so I, I should probably stop. And then inside myself, I was going, please stop, I don't Brian Scrub anymore, please stop, please stop, please stop. <laughs> um, yes, it was actually, we were all, the rest of us weren't even there, but just listening, it was it was unpleasant and more yeah. unnerving than any 
Dungeons and Dragons scene where we've shot someone with an arrow. It's yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it lends itself to to that kind of description. And if you sit down with your players and say we're going to play a horror game, then as far as I'm concerned, they've made that bargain. They know what they're in for. And it's <laughs> their fair game for grossing them out. If that's where you want to go. Yeah. Um, you know, I also tried some more subtle horror, some more psychological things Roman in there, which gypsy co- women, which that's, Cthulhu uh, works. Is yeah. more geared towards possibly. Yes. Um, it's a very odd game because it's the kind of game where quite often um, you do it in, in video games, have the same sort of conceit. You'll investigate, you'll find out, you'll prepare, and then you'll work out what you need to take on the big bad guy. Yeah. So yes. you'll go, you'll play something like Dark Souls and you'll work out, okay, so the boss is on fire, so I'm not going to use my fire weapon. Yeah. Um, I'm going to. Oh, it's a demon, I'll use yeah. a bleeding weapon. Yeah, yeah, and you work, start to work things like, like that out. Generally in Cthulhu, the, the more knowledge you've got, the less you want to deal with the thing. Yeah. Um, ignorance can be bliss and also the, the death of your character. <laughs> I, had, I had a lot of Cthulhu mythos. I think I had about nine or ten by the end of that game, Cthulhu mythos. And the problem was, is yes, I, I should have known how to deal with everything, but I was such a gibbering wreck that I couldn't actually explain to anybody what was no, going on. No, you couldn't pass a sanity check in order to pass that knowledge on. <laughs> yeah, you I would realise what it was and then collapse, collapse the weeping on the floor. I think I did that. By the end, I was doing that almost every dice roll going, I look over there to my left. Oh, I collapse on the floor, yeah. gibbering in the corner. Oh, I've learned something new. I just can't tell anyone. Yes, we were travelling across uh, in the dreamland across a expanse of water and something came out and you went blah, 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 and found the water oh I know what that is oh I, I'm yeah. drowning now and it's going to eat you yeah. yeah it didn't eat you though you, you managed to get him out yeah it's lost all the stuff that probably would have helped towards the end you game. did you lost yeah. uh, I was a, carrying it a sword of some form I can't yeah. oh that bloody sword sorry <laughs> listeners because you have no idea what we're talking about but um, I killed a man with that sword <laughs> you killed a man with everything. Every, t- every one of your you anecdotes. Made my character really uncomfortable as a you know upper middle class lawyer, uh, just sort of hanging around with this drug addicted murderer. <laughs> That's really what it boiled down to. Yeah. <laughs> this poor chemistry teacher who just completely lost the plot and was murdering everyone. Going, no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> we have yeah. to. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've only ever I've only ever run two campaigns of um, Call of Cthulhu. Even though I've owned my copy of the rule book for about thirteen years, yeah. uh, it took me a long time to convince anyone to play it with me because um, I don't think it just the people I was playing with at the time weren't that weren't that interested. Well, it's it. it's like we've had with Newton or or Pathfinder or anything. You can have weeks where people have probably possibly had a bad week and. Are, bit down or whatever so you can go okay well let's, let's do something a bit more light-hearted this week you know yeah. make the cover a bit more fantastical or we'll yeah. discover scantily clad women on a oasis of bananas i don't know you know what i mean ridiculous and silly that well, when, we, when we there was that <laughs> sorry you've just reminded me completely uh, completely tangential to that when we played uh, Rise of the Rune Lords we found the succubus women and oh. their magical sex toys <laughs> and asked our DM at the time you know what why on earth did you put that in and he was adamant that it was actually in the book I don't think it was I think he was lying <laughs> that was James again is that James getting don't close? say his name the thing is look, getting closer yeah 
is clapping slowly as well, which is... I don't like it. Um, yeah, yeah. Back to what I was saying. Yeah, um, back, back to what we were saying. Have we have we checked yeah. the Twitter account? I've not got any signal down here. I didn't even bring my phone. These condors. How are we supposed to know if we've got 500 followers? Are we supposed to trust it? Maybe it claps every time we get a Twitter follower. Ah. Now I've got It's a Wonderful Life in my... <laughs> <laughs> every time a wooden puppet claps, an angel gets his wings. The <laughs> <laughs> podcast gets a follower. Welcome to the Christmas special. Um, yes, anyway, where was I going? Um, um, yeah, we were talking about... Yeah, I was, I was saying how some, some weeks you need a bit more of a light-hearted heart sometimes. Yeah, Cthulhu's quite dark. Yeah, you can't get away You can't be light-hearted. You're not heroes. No, you're everyday. You're not. You're not. Bajorn, the mighty Viking warrior, going to rid the land of the evil giants plaguing. Until he learns how to pronounce his own name. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, that's how he's written, (laughs) and he's a Viking, so he can't spell. It's fine. Um, It's your Jeffrey, the local chemistry teacher, who's wound up in the wrong place at the wrong time. Uh, That's called a Cthulhu. Yeah. Yeah. So it was. yeah, it was interesting. I, I really enjoyed playing Call of yeah, Cthulhu. Yeah. Um, I was saying that the I've only ever played the two campaigns, one of which was Cthulhu by Gaslight, uh, which is Victorian London um, Cthulhu. Yeah. And that's where the oh. sword came from, because it was a callback. One, two of my players had played in that previous campaign. Oh, okay. Um, and, I mean, the campaign kind of fizzled out and died. Um for various reasons so I, I kind of bought some bits back for them and there was a link back to things that had happened and at various points you were investigating things that they'd done but neither of them realised it which yes. was quite fun yeah. uh, it was quite enjoyable um, so that's the kind of thing you can do with, with any kind of role play game is yeah. well, yeah. to bring those in um, I mean I would happily play lots more Cthulhu I, it's been out for 35 years? Really? It's, it's one of, it's very early 80s. Um, it is the big horror role play game. Um, possibly has something to do with the resurgence of Cthulhu, uh, sorry, Lovecraft's critical reputation because he wasn't particularly well known or as well known as he is now, 30 years ago, you can buy a Cthulhu plush doll like you can these days. No, he was a bit Van Gogh in a sense that he had to die before. <laughs> Well, he died. He died in the thirties. He was was barely known. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he he was a Van Gogh. Um, he died, and then then he started taking I, off. I do like some of the things he did, where he he was submitting to some of the magazines of the day, and they'd say, "Oh yeah, um, we like your story, but we need this change. We need that change." And he'd go, "Okay," and he'd wait three months, and he'd send it back exactly how it was. because yeah. <laughs> it was like it's my art. I'm not changing it. Yeah. <laughs> I quite, quite like that. Um, the the problem with Cthulhu at the moment, called Cthulhu, is that I'm desperately, desperately waiting for the seventh edition to come out. Yes. Um, we actually used the seventh edition quick start rules for this cam- the ca- that particular campaign, yeah. which we started two years ago, almost yeah. to the day. Um, Are they still not out? Yet? No, they're still not out. Now there's hundreds, if not maybe thousands, of source books, add-ons, campaigns, adventures, um, investigations um, available for the game. Um, but I just want Chaosium to to release the new edition of rules. It was kickstarted over two years ago, um, but the company sort of changed hands. 
recently, mm. the last six months. They're still right. fulfilling. Yeah. Um, I almost bought, because it is available, the Horror on the Orient Express. So 1920s, you know, Murder mm. on the Orient Express. Yeah. Um, they, they do a giant box that comes with, um, you get your train tickets, you find bits of a puzzle that you have to put together and it gives you the bits of the puzzle. Um, proper Because it's a hundred quid and then it's £60 shipping from America. Oh. And I don't have 7th edition to pair it with. Oh. If somebody's feeling generous, they could send it to us. <laughs> if we <laughs> Incredibly generous, and, and we'll kiss your boots at that point. Yeah, we'll we let out. you run at Colin wearing whatever you like. <laughs> or nothing at all. <laughs> um, so I've been, I've been very tempted. I've got, I've got to the stage of putting it in the cart and clicking... Check out, and then, and I, I've been, I've been one mouse click away about three times in the last couple of years. Um, I think I'm going to treat myself the moment the seventh edition comes out. I think you should yeah. treat us all too. I think you lot should should buy it for me for my birthday, <laughs> which is today. You're talking in the to future. Yeah. students, right? Yeah, yeah. So money has no value to you because you get it for free. <laughs> Well, <laughs> well, in that case, we'll download off the internet for nothing, because that's yeah. what we want to do. The apparently. angry wooden puppet is nodding sagely at <laughs> Disclaimer, we do not download anything illegally from the internet. <laughs> but you wouldn't want to do that anyway, because it well, the thrill for me was the tactile. Yeah, the idea it's a giant heavy box full of stuff and handouts. and The idea of sitting there actually having to do a puzzle is, is yeah. just amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I do like a... a a nice handout. Um, oh, yes. We keep threatening um, to go get some mystery tins uh, for Mutant and take the labels off and just yes, sit yeah. and eat the dinner with a can. But um, on my Friday nights, I like to eat Burger King. Yeah. Other fast food is available and often consumed. To be honest um, with you, you might end up with dog food, and that probably is about as healthy as the Burger King is. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Similar taste and texture. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know this is this is not going anywhere shush Brian <laughs> um, yeah so um, I mean that's RPGs um, I personally I don't get I've never played in a straight horror game um, as a player in an RPG so I've not got a lot to um, to pin on that um, sorry a lot to um, think lot to draw from only yeah. as, a, as a DM I did find it fairly sinister I did feel a bit creeped out at various points sort of oh, yeah, after the I game did. at 2 o'clock in the morning um, suddenly you know getting dropped off at home and having to go up it the stairs like, in the dark kind of thing yeah. was, uh, it had this it had this undercurrent it's like well you're playing it your character's a bit nervous but you're like no it's fine because I know it's fake kind of thing then afterwards it kind of you, settles in you, and you get home and you have to you. walk up the stairs and you're by yourself and you're thinking yeah. about what happened and yeah and you drive past the field that's pitch black in the middle of it and you start to wonder whether there's a woman with a rose standing just oh, offside don't and <laughs> panicking because there's large ditches on the side of the road yeah um, yeah there was a lot yeah there was a lot of that afterwards. Like it, it really played on. Played on yeah, I definitely say for anyone interested in playing a horror game, um, first of all, you need the the right type of group. Uh, we have tried before with horror games, and we haven't had quite the right mix of people to to pull it off. Um, and the second thing, they are a hell of a lot of fun, and I would gladly play Cthulhu again, but it's not something. 
you want to continually, continuously run because it is so dark, so so bleak. Yeah, yes, the, yeah. a campaign lasts about four months, which yeah. for us is quite short. We do yeah. tend to go for something longer. Long term, yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't have wanted to play it for much longer than that. No, and it's been a couple of years, and although I'd like to play it again, I'm only just getting to the stage where I'm going. Oh, yes, yeah, I, I I've reached horror. that stage. I'm like, I want to play. I want to play some more. Yeah. A, a horror game, yes, but it's been a couple of years because you just can't play that type of stuff all the time because. Yeah, because it's not like a horror movie or something where you can where you watch the movie, it scares you while you're watching it. Maybe for the night afterwards, and a couple of days later, you're fine. And yeah. you know, you get you enjoy the adrenaline or whatever that gets through with this because it's a kind of undercurrent of dread that runs through the games. Yeah. If you if it's been written well, yeah, round of applause for Brian for writing it quite well. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, there's undercurrent of dread that plays through it. It's like yeah, if you you've got a bad yeah. week, it's it just makes everything worse. I, I will confess that. Um, not all of it. Bits of it were taken um, conceptually from Tatters of the King, ah, one of the, uh, one of the source books. <laughs> uh, but I, I very quickly realised I don't think we role play in quite the same way that other that a traditional game of Call of Cthulhu might work. Um, I think we we still go a little bit more immersive than maybe they they would yes. go. Um, well, they've got a- so I, I changed it and I ended up basically I bought the source book, read it, and then did something completely different yeah. that touched on the same themes. And then I used one chapter uh, right at the end, which is when you were running through the palaces in the dream world. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I've spoiled that, haven't I? Well, it depends. I mean, like you said, there's loads and loads of source books for it people yeah it doesn't really spoil a lot yeah because we, we, yeah that's yeah. fine yeah definitely give it a go if yeah you can, people yeah yeah find, find, find your friend who likes write, uh, writing or talking in the most disturbing way possible and yeah yeah or just sort of go out late at night and ringing a solitary lonely bell and see who you can attract clang clang the puppet's nodding again <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that, listeners. I haven't actually got a bell. And the bell was ringing. <laughs> <laughs> Some convincing clanging, obviously. <laughs> the rest of this audio file was found corrupted. An audio engineer has been assigned to reassemble what they can in the hopes of finding the whereabouts of the critical twits. This will be released to the public Tuesday the 3rd of November.